Hi and welcome to The Crime Pod. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Sam. So this week I'm going to tell you a case that's got a lot of information. Um, It's probably the one that I've struggled the most with trying to work out who was who. But yeah, this week I'm going to be telling you about the murder of Kimberly McKenzie. Samantha, have you heard of Kimberly McKenzie? Have you heard anything about this? No, it rings zero bells. Okay, so I was the same, but after listening, like after reading into it, and I hope after you listen to it and our listeners listen to it, you're going to ask why, because I feel like this should be a lot more known. So this all happened in 2015. So Kimberly McKenzie lived in Montrose and she was 37 years old and had three children. She was originally born in Dundee, but her dad, um, Terence, was a farmer. So herself and her mum, Helen, and her dad, they moved around um, quite a while because obviously farmers move. And she eventually kind of settled and went to school in Aberdeenshire. She left school at 16 and they moved somewhere near St Andrews. In 1998, um, Kimberly got married and she had her first son. However, this divorced in 2000 and she moved to Newborough in Fife and had a daughter in the November of 2003. Two years later, she actually moved to Montrose and had a son in 2005. So she's been in Montrose since like 2005. So she lived there for about 10 years. So she's pretty familiar with everywhere. You know, Montrose isn't that big as far as I'm aware. Um, I don't know if you've been, Samantha. No, I don't think I have. But I know it's quite small. Yeah, in it's in, yeah, it's quite a small place. I think it's like a population of like 12,000. So it's a pretty small place. I mean, it's a lovely looking place. But yeah, it's pretty small. So she was very close with her dad. And actually, it was her dad that reported her missing. And this is where this all kind of began. As he had to plans to meet her for her to collect her bank card from him. But she didn't show up. Um, and he dropped her off the previous day to go into a pharmacy and he had the bank card, which will make sense now that you know that she actually had a drug problem. And Kimberly was in an on-off relationship with a local dealer who was called Stephen Jackson. He was 40. So very similar ages. Um, but she was a pretty vulnerable person. And I think that explains some of Kimberly's choices that she goes on to make. Um, but yeah, she was, I think, you know, she had a drug problem. She's got three children. Like, I think that's, a, you know, anyone with a drug problem, that's a pretty tough time. So I think that kind of explains a few things. Um, this relationship, whatever it was with Stephen Jackson, kind of finally ended in the summer of 2015, after a few months of being on, I think. Um, but this ended with her stuff, like her belongings, being thrown onto the street in front of his flat. But apparently they ended pretty amicably and they seemed quite friendly. And he'd actually gone on to get a new girlfriend, Michelle Higgins was her name. So I actually read a bit into Stephen Jackson to kind of get what he was like. And he doesn't sound like a nice guy at all. Like he was, you know, drug users visited him, told like, you know, he had knives, machetes and other tools just lying around his flat, like some for cutting drugs, others for protection. He actually had a man who would come round to his house every morning and inject him with heroin in exchange for free heroin. Really? 
Mm-hmm. So he had someone that would just wow. turn up at his flat every morning, inject him with drugs, and he would then inject him with drugs for free. And that was every single morning. Um, he would also supply drugs in exchange for sexual favours or in exchange for goods if they didn't have any money. But that's when things start getting, you know, in trouble. If you're offering sexual favours or, you know, he, like people are, he's letting people owe him money. Like mm-hmm. people that owe drug dealers money, like drug dealers aren't nice people. Do you know what I mean? Um, it wasn't some of them can be, but I'm yeah, kidding. But... No, not people, no. not him. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Like, do you know I mean, if you're owning drug dealer money, it's not like me owing you money or you owe me money. Like, do you no. know what I mean? It's not going to end um, well. No, um, it wasn't just heroin he dealt with. He sold like loads of drugs and he sold legal highs. That's a common thing he would train for ten pound a packet. I'm not even going to pretend I know if that's good or not. I'm just like, no, not um, a clue. So, Michelle was actually just one of his clients that would go around and buy drugs, um, and she would take up to two grams of heroin every day. Oh, that's and a then, lot, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, obviously, after from one of his clients, he then was recently single, and they then became an item. So, he's known, obviously, no shock, he's known by law enforcement. And he's known as obviously not being a great kind of character. Now, this all starts really on the 24th of October. She got a text from Stephen's phone on the 24th of October saying that she wasn't welcoming his flat anymore. However, like, she wasn't going around for anything apart from drugs. Like, that's why she went to his flat. Like, he's the local kind of drug dealer. Like, that's why he was going there. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so... She was like, all right, okay. And then she eventually bumps into him and asks, like, where did this all come from? And he's like, oh, my new girlfriend, Michelle, sent it. And he classed her as a psycho. Of course and he did. I was like, all right, okay. Um, on the 26th of October, she goes round to her best friend Penny's house. So her best friend Penny lives with her partner, Philip, and her son. And they went round and they spent the evening there, like, you know, just as best friends do. However, Kimberly left that night with Penny's 19-year-old son, Danny, and proceeded to go home and have sex with him. What? I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, so this is where... Yeah, so she sleeps with her best friend, Penny's son. So the next day, at about 8.30am, Kim is dropped off at a pharmacy from her dad, and that's when the last time he sees her but obviously Danny goes home and tells his mum that he slept with Kim as we can imagine like him and his brother Ryan and his friend are telling his mum he's had sex with his mum's best friend it is described that she goes in quotes mental according to her partner and carer Philip uh, Philip, (laughs) partner and carer Philip so obviously she's raging like um there's no surprise there like I, I think that was kind of inevitable do you know what I mean yeah and plus so, why would the son go back and just be like hey mum just like be your best pal How yeah you going? That, I don't, <laughs> like yeah, what I don't, with your brother and your other pal like, I don't feel there was any need to tell her no but anyway so they've obviously told the mum so Philip the mum's partner decides to take Michelle to Stevens to buy her some legal highs to calm down. <laughs> Such a nice guy. <laughs> so when they're at Stevens, there's Michelle is there, and Philip and Penny 
tell Michelle and Stephen what happened. So as you can imagine, they're in this flat. There's four people on drugs. This woman's just found out her best friend slept with her son. This best friend was also dating the drug dealer. This is the drug dealer's new girlfriend. They're all getting quite amped up. To which Michelle then produces a small knife and asks if they want anything done about Kimberly. Oh. Mm. So while down in the high street in the pharmacy, Kim bumps into Danny. And Kim admits that this was a mistake. She goes on to say that, look, Penny's my best friend. I should never have done this. Like, it was a complete mistake. You, you kind of know, because, you know, and she's attempted to go to Penny's earlier on in the day. However, Penny's been like, no, like, go away. Like, no. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, fair. Give her some time to calm down. Like, this, has been a, this has been a day for that poor woman. Um, mm-hmm. So she then goes to Stephen Jackson's in order to buy drugs. However, no one sees her again. So the next day on the 27th of October, her dad goes to the police, so Terence goes to the police and reports her missing. So the police go to Stephen Jackson's flat and inform him of her disappearance. And they then go to Penny's house and actually question Penny's partner, Philip, in regards to her disappearance and just ask if anybody knows anything, if anybody's heard from her. Because obviously the last thing that's happened about Kim with them is her sleeping with Danny and they're obviously no one's happy about it so it doesn't look mm-hmm. that great the next day they go back to Stephen Jackson's flat and they search it and Michelle is in the bedroom this time and they just search the whole flat and they come away from that I will go back to this later but I won't mention what they've kind of missed while I'm talking to them now the police then return to Jackson's house the next day on an unrelated matter and actually arrest him for something else, and he spends the weekend in jail. So they've got him in jail for the weekend, which is quite clever on the police's part, because they've now got kind of, you know, when you go into the jail on the Friday, you don't get out till Monday. Mm-hmm. So they've got kind of the weekend to be like, right, okay, what's what's he been up to? Yeah. So Michelle posts on Facebook on the 31st of October that her and Stephen are in a relationship. However, on the 1st of November, she texts her dad, saying she has escaped from a psychopath and has started seeing a guy she's been chasing for seven months. So Michelle oh. and Stephen no more. Okay. Does Stephen know that? He's in the jail. Right. So on the 2nd of November, Stephen gets out, he's bailed from four for Sheriff Court and he sends his ex-wife Barbara White a Facebook message just out sales. On the 3rd of November, Stephen actually arranges to meet his ex-wife, Barbara, and their and her daughter, not their daughter. There, he informs her that Kim had died two weeks ago of a drug overdose. So I think Barbara was aware of who Kim was, so he tells her that she'd unfortunately died of a drug overdose. Now, obviously, this is not true. Kim was seen two weeks ago. The last time she was seen was the 27th of October. And this is only the 3rd of November. Yeah, so Stephen's not very good at math. No. So if anything, she's been missing a week. But also, that's him telling someone that she is dead. Though nobody yeah. has said that. She's missing. Mm. They then decide to go to a guest house without the daughter. And I think we can imagine why they're going to this guest house. Yes. At the guest house, Stephen decides to tell his ex-wife, Barbara, that he murdered Kim with Michelle and they chopped up her body. 
Now, Barbara wouldn't said, you want to be going to the guest house for no, that? No, I'd be getting right out of here. Barbara <laughs> said that Stephen basically got into this like psychotic state as he told her about it, speaking as if he was back in his blood-soaked flat. But okay. also, like, we just remember the amount of drugs this guy's probably on. A lot. So he got into this kind of state. He even told Barbara that he became sexually aroused by cutting up the corpse. And he started making jokes about Kimberly's size and, like, shape. Oh. and like how it was difficult to like you know chop her up and he says that he found it funny and he laughed a lot about it he actually made a joke that when the police searched the house that day they actually couldn't find her remains but they were currently in the flat they just didn't look hard enough also he just decides to kind of produce while they're there in the flat in the guest house sorry that he's actually currently carrying a machete Oh, okay. So this woman, this poor woman, is in a guest house with this guy who's informing her, by the way, I've killed this woman, this is how I did it, and he's currently carrying a machete. However, they both spend the night there together. Okay. The following day, they leave the guest house, and Barbara says, I don't know exactly what went on, but Barbara proceeded to kick him and run away. Okay. And basically was shouting her to come back or whatever but she went basically home and at this time I don't think she actually done anything like I don't think she she went to the police no no as far as like I could find research wise it doesn't say she went straight to authorities okay a friend had actually gone round to Jackson's flat on the third but obviously it's Stephen and he wasn't there just looking for him because that apparently wasn't normal apparently he was always in his flat or there was always lights on there was always somebody in his flat because obviously people are going there quite often for drugs yeah and they actually go back on the fourth and when they were at the door of the flat there was a strong rotten smell coming from it he was also then seen later on that day looking a bit shifty around a bin store in the area and local neighbors began finding suspicious bags in their recycling one man reportedly found a bag in the recycling that wasn't his, so he done what we've all done and just put it in someone else's bin. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I was like, fair play. I do that on the weekly. Um, so Michelle's new boyfriend, David, is now telling people quite openly that they are in a relationship. So this is who Michelle's new boyfriend is. And the police go to Stephen Jackson's flat. I'm not sure... Why? I don't know if Barbara did say something. Like, I don't want to say she didn't. I don't want to say she did because I honestly don't know. But they went to the flat and this is when he then admits to police that he did kill her. He chopped up her body and fed her to pigs. Oh, wow. So they obviously take him in, charge him, well, like, you know, charge him and question him. And he admits that Michelle was actually the one that attacked Kim as Kim had gone round to the flat for drugs but didn't have money, so she offered Stephen sexual favours for the drugs. And Michelle's like, this is my boyfriend, and attacks her. Right? Mm-hmm. So on the 5th of November, police begin finding body parts in the bins across Montrose Town Centre. So Jackson's, Jackson is officially charged. Now this day, Michelle and her new boyfriend have gone on a wee jolly. They've gone to Aberdeen to buy some heroin. Oh, so nice. they can't be yeah. found. So she's eventually found the next day in Aberdeen and charged. Now, 
there is no shock at what I'm going to say, but they both turn on each other. Oh, no. Surprisingly. Surprise, and blame, surprise. And blame each other for what happened. So, basically, from both of their testimonies, what seems to have happened is when she first entered the flat, like, she wasn't, she was there for minutes. Like, she wasn't even there a full hour. Like, it was not a long time at all. She struck on the side of her head with a hammer around ten times. Now, this is enough to, like, completely knock her unconscious. So everything else that then happened was when she was asleep. But they believe she was stabbed with a skiing do. Um, you obviously know what that is. But for people that don't know what a skiing do is, it is basically the knife that is carried when you're wearing a kilt. So it's, like, kept in, like, the sock, isn't it? There's, like, an actual, like, pouch for it. Is it the sock? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it's the sock. Yeah. yeah. But nowadays, you actually don't really get real ones. Like, they're mostly no, plastic. they're kind of blunt. Yeah, or they're blunted off because it's carrying a full-on weapon. So <laughs> the decoration. Also... Exactly, yeah. So they actually had the real one, um, which they stabbed her with, and they hit her with a paint scraper, which was recorded to be the final blow. Um, they literally do this, leave her in the flat, and they head out to Montrose Town Centre and are just seen on CCTV, doing some browsing, some window oh. shopping. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the following day, Michelle bought a saw, and they cut it up, obviously in the bath, into twelve pieces. Obviously in the bath. Um, yeah, obviously you always do it in the bath. <laughs> um, they put her into bin bags, a rucksack, and a suitcase to dispose of her. Now, the parts of body that were found of her was they found arms, knees, and feet. And they actually Ooh. found her decapitated head in a children's rucksack that belonged to one of Michelle's children. Oh, my. This was found hidden in a shower cubicle in a house across town at William Phillips Drive. It's an empty flat and it doesn't say who it belongs to. But I had read when I was really, really researching, it was suspected maybe Michelle. But that's, I don't know for sure. Um, you can actually watch them on CCTV, like, carrying it so they're just walking through Montrose Town Centre with the suitcase and the rucksack and there's body in it yeah oh. which is um, crazy because she'd never suspect ever yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I go yeah. about with my backpack all the time yeah well, I think the two of them are just walking through a town centre they've not gone through like the, like it's a town centre no it's not a big place but like there's absolutely no shame in that so yes obviously the court began I think it was like end of 2016 I don't have a specific date but it was kind of towards the end of 2016 and this is obviously when like phone records and stuff get looked at and they actually like exchanged text messages while Michelle was out buying the saw and he had texted her being like struggling to chop, uh, to chop her up why would you text that? I don't I don't understand. Like I'm just like this I think it just shows like how they just didn't have a clue what they were doing, just on this like senseless act and are now having to like deal with it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um Dr. William Stewart, who actually examined her brain, had said that she died an hour or so after the injuries were inflicted. So she could have actually survived if she had got medical treatment, but instead was just left there to basically slowly die. Which, even if she was unconscious, like that's horrible to happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, both Michelle and Stephen are charged with murder and preventing the course of justice due to 
um, leaving like her remains and like getting rid of them so the police couldn't find them. Um, no surprise at all. Like Stephen basically showed no remorse. Yeah, straight um, faced. Like, let's get this over with because I don't care. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, an unusual move. Um, Michelle Higgins actually took to the witness box and told jurors she did nothing to harm King, uh, Kim. She said that she screamed and flailed about as Jackson attacked her for apparently no reason with a hammer, then the skiing do dagger um, that he kept hidden in his sock. Um, however, in court, Michelle actually admits that the remains of Kim were bagged up behind the tumble dryer when the flat was searched by the police. So she really? was in there. Yeah, yeah. While they searched. Wow. Which, yeah. So mm-hmm. they both argued as well. Like, uh, this was like no shock to see this coming. That they were so on drugs, they didn't know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, even if Michelle's saying she had nothing to do with it, why didn't she say something? Or like vice versa, do you know? If the other mm-hmm. person had nothing to do with it, like why wouldn't you say go to the police or, do you know, something? Yeah, or like um, while the police are there being like, <clears throat> she's behind the dryer. Yeah, 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 or something. Or just in your own private time, just go to the police or get someone else to go to the police, do you know, something. But then I don't know, like she said it's because she was quite scared of him and I can't argue with that, do you know. So yeah. the jury of 14 took just over 24 hours to deliver their verdicts. They unanimously agreed that both accused had attempted to defeat the ends of the justice by working together to cut up and dispose of the body, which, understandable, like, they made it very, very difficult. Like, they could have, you know, it's not like they just dumped a body somewhere. It's easier to find a full body than pieces, do you know what I mean? pieces, yeah. They, um, again, unanimously agreed that Jackson was guilty of murder. Um, Although it was majority that proved that Michelle was they couldn't do enough to prove it so she actually wasn't charged with murder really yeah she wasn't wow Um, the court was presented by lady ray who described the trial as one of the most distressing cases i have ever had to deal with and said to both michelle and stephen i have difficulty finding appropriate words to describe these horrific and depraved crimes she deferred sentencing until the 17th of january just so she could get like background reports and she actually told the jurors that the evidence they had sat through was so grim that they were all excused from future jury du- um, duty for the next 10 years. Wow. Um, Jackson got life with minimum 26 years and eight for attempting to prevent the course of justice. And Michelle didn't get anything for murder. She was found innocent of murder, but got eight years as well for attempting to prevent the course of justice. Right. Um, eight years is still like, yeah, yeah. she chopped up a body. Yeah, yeah. So the judge, Lady Ray, actually said, like, according to the own evidence, like, you at least watched him. Like, you've got mm-hmm. up in court and said you watched him chop up a body. So she kind of said that, like, she wasn't too chuffed by the sound of it. Like, she was like, do you know, you are involved in murder because you help, like, even if you didn't do anything, you, you still didn't say anything to anybody. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, people have obviously said, like, what caused this? Like, what brought this attack to come on and unfortunately the only thing that could actually be named to is because she slept with Danny so as you can imagine like Penny has felt guilt surrounding this and thinks it's her fault oh god she must feel awful yeah yeah because you know she kicked off such a fuss so she's felt guilt to this day about it like I I didn't able to read anything from Danny but 
yeah, it was kind of put across that maybe it's because this was the punishment. And, you know, I'm not saying Penny had said to her, like, yeah, yeah, kill her, kill her. But, like, she maybe, like, when they were like, oh, do you want something done about her? She could have just been like, oh, haha. Yeah, laughed you know what off, I mean? but yeah, not like, realising you know I mean? the impact that that like, would be. If you had an argument with someone, I'm like, oh, do you want me to kill them? And you went, oh, I wouldn't then be like, okay. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and go so, do it. So that's the thing. So Penny is obviously feeling really guilty. This all happened, well, the sentencing was in 2017. So they are, what, due to get out 2025? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Michelle is. is. And then obviously he will serve a minimum, hopefully, of 20, was it? 26 years. 26 years, yeah. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully it's life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is the case of Kimberly McKenzie. Wow. I can't mm-hmm. believe I didn't know about this. Yeah, that's exactly how I was. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, like, I was, oh, maybe it's a smaller one. Like, I've not really heard of it. And then I was reading into it and I was like, I am not understanding. Like, there's no. so many bits to it. And like, you know, like, three kids have now been left without a mum. Uh-huh. Well, five kids because Michelle's now in prison. True. So they won't be really seeing her much. But yeah, what's your thoughts? Well, one, I can't believe it was only like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Like what? Um, also, like, it just seems very, just, you know, it's just not a good position to be in. And no. like all that just screams at me is don't do drugs. You yep. know, mm-hmm. like it's never good, no matter what they are. Yeah, um, don't friend the, the you know, the drug dealer that's very sketchy and has machetes and isn't a nice person. Like, it's just really weird. Like, and I don't understand. Well, I do. I think I get she was you know addicted to drugs and stuff, but it seems like you know her children and things like they weren't maybe a priority because she'd be staying with Stephen and you know no absolutely and that's the thing that's why I mentioned at the start that she was vulnerable mm-hmm. and having a drug habit is a very difficult thing and I think that's why her parents well her dad we hear off was so looking out for her because it must be so so difficult but oh yeah I yeah. think that I think the fact they were on drugs has a huge part to play in this because that's not normal to chop up a body no do you not mean that's not a normal thing to do or to watch somebody chop up a body or do you know that's that's not a normal way of disposing of somebody even if you have murdered them do you know I know, I know there's not really any normal way but the way they kind of acted with that just is mad it was so all mad. heightened it was mm-hmm. way too like it was way too much and like normally yeah Penny they could have just had like what a fight or you know even mm-hmm. a fist fight or something mm-hmm. but because of the drugs issue it just got out of hand and it's just like a series of unfortunate events really like yeah she's yeah. obviously vulnerable and things and obviously there's no one to blame apart from Stephen and Michelle but it's just yeah it's just really awful yeah no absolutely it's it's really not great well thanks for telling us that one I, I still can't believe it yeah like I, I think I'm a bit, like, five yeah. years ago what yeah no so mm-hmm. please let us know if you actually did know it because I actually do, uh, like when I was mentioning it to other people being like oh I'm gonna do this they were like who mm-hmm. and I was like all right okay so let me know if you did know it maybe if you're from that kind of way maybe it was huge like and you know in Montrose obviously it'd be big in Montrose but even around Montrose but I feel like you, I honestly didn't hear about it in Edinburgh yeah 
Yes. Absolutely. Let us know. Bing, 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 bing. How fucking mad is that?